0: Hey team, welcome back to the show. Today I am joined by our very own Raya um, client success manager. Rhea, you have been on here before, but uh the reason I'm having you on today, of course, isn't to talk about uh your role with our team, but actually your own transformation that we just uh were, of course, not done. We shared kind of the first phase that we've gone through, which was a fat loss phase. We shared it uh last week, and it really seemed like your process, kind of your transformation, what you've accomplished. Struck a chord with a lot of people. It was like one of the ones I've gotten like the most interaction, the most engagement, like the most questions on in a very long time. Um, For a couple of reasons. First, it seemed like there were a lot of women who felt very similar to you and felt like uh, my body just doesn't respond to things like I would expect it to. Um, Fat loss, or I feel like I gain body fat very easily, but it's also very hard for me to lose fat. Um, and similarly, petite women struggling to lose body fat. It seems like, again, there were two audiences there where that really kind of struck a chord. Um, and kind of, especially like with your own story where, again, I know, like I mentioned that post, uh, you kind of going from a place where it seemed like you weren't really extremely responsive to those things. Again, like gaining body fat seemed easier than it should be for you. Losing body fat seemed like it should be harder than it should be for you to like what we got done, where it was, um, we lost more than uh fifteen percent, or excuse me, more than ten percent of your body weight in that first fifteen weeks, which for is a very large amount, especially in fifteen weeks. Like we made some crazy progress, and I'm so proud of everything you accomplished there. But really, today I wanted to kind of dig into your transformation. So before I hit you with my first question, um, is there anything you kind of wanted to fill the audience in on? Anything you wanted to add to that? Perfectly fine up on not.
1: Uh, No, I'm really happy to share like how it went and what we're working on next, Um, Mm -hmm. but also just the experience overall, because I had mentioned this the first time I was on the podcast was this was my first like structured cut um, and really following a plan to a T. Um, So it was the challenge for me mentally, but also to see like, am I capable of actually sticking to it? And uh, it was, I was just happy to jump into it. So Yeah. um, yeah, let's go.
0: And i'm I'm starting to get into it too, because again, it seemed like it resonated with so many people. But what she said there, I think is one of the most important parts of all of this. Well, it was your first structure cut. You did nail it, right? You did truly stick to it to with to a t. Like you losing ten percent of more than ten percent of your body weight in that short of a time frame. That's extremely quick progress. And I think that's part of what stood out to everyone. But and we'll get into this later you also need to know how well Raya truly stuck to the plan right where there weren't a lot of like meals out and guesstimating um you basically followed a meal plan and measured everything and really like nailed the process every single week for this entire time which again is a big part of why you saw such quick results but to kind of kick this off Raya, can you break down for the audience where you were at and what you were struggling with uh at the time we started coaching kind of just your journey before that
1: yeah so i had uh, in the past I had like lost weight before, not necessarily fat mass, but just lost weight before. Um, but through you know, standard ways of doing it that a lot of people do is like way too much cardio, uh, restricting food or just under feeling in general. Um, so I had seen results to to the extent of like the scale moving down, but I never felt good. um, and actually was seeing the body that I wanted to see just like a smaller version of myself, but was like low energy, uh, struggling to just maintain it, but felt like, how do I get off this hamster wheel, um, to actually have like, a body that I was proud of and felt strong in and knew that I could sustain this for like the rest of my life because my health and longevity is important to me as well as how am I looking? Um, I I do have aesthetic goals and I wanted to prioritize all of it, just never knew how. Um, I also just felt like I didn't know how to voice that, like to say I wanted to see a certain physique um, and see like how I could look. I felt like I would get some like guilt or shame for that, like wanting to have, you know, shoulder definition ab definition like it wasn't going to be accepted by other people they're like oh i
0: I hear that a lot and i know you probably do too
1: yeah i think like for people that do live um you know a healthy active lifestyle like i think some other people might say like oh you already go to the gym like you're fine or you're small like you're petite like you'll be fine and it's like why not ask more for yourself why not see but can i actually you know see what I'm capable of, push the limits, um, but do it in like a healthy way. But, I, uh, I think it's other people's insecurities maybe.
0: Uh huh. And that's funny though, because that is most of the people that we work with. It's not everyone, but most of the people we work with will say that exact same thing. Like all my friends tell me like, I'm already fit. I'm already in like good shape. Like, why do you want to take it further? And like, I kind of feel guilty about that and you should do whatever is going to make you feel the best, the most confident, but that's definitely a very common struggle.
1: Yeah. And I hear that a lot when I talk to clients, you know, potential clients, uh, I try and ask them, you know, tell me specifically what you want. Like, do you want to see like glutes and delts? Like, and it's hard to draw that out, but once they get started, it's like, Oh, let me just have a checklist and ask like for everything because it's empowering.
0: Right. Absolutely. Okay. So taking it back to your own journey and again, kind of feeling guilty about that. What else stands out as far as like what you were struggling with or like relevant details for the audience?
1: Um, I had a- you know, needed to spend some time gaining some weight after just trying to be smaller. And so uh, technically like reversed out of that and spent a year just gaining weight, never really found maintenance, which I think um, just seeing the scale keep going up, kept pushing food um, with working with a different coach before. I just never felt like I found a sweet spot of like, A set point and just comfortable with myself. It was just, I kept gaining weight and it was more fat mass than I wanted to put on, especially being a smaller person. Every half a pound, every pound feels like a lot. Like I noticed that. Um, But I didn't know how to uh, stop gaining weight or at least take it off. It felt like my body was very responsive to food as far as putting it on. Um, What would I have to do to take it off? And like, what did that require to change like how I was already doing it? I just had no idea. I was very lost.
0: Yeah. And that's a hard position to be in too. There is a lot of like with the reverse dieting, I think there's a lot of misunderstandings about it. And I know this was one of your biggest, the biggest things you mentioned, like on our initial call together as well, just like the frustration around, like, we just kept working calories up and up and up and I kept gaining fat and gaining fat and gaining fat, right? And it's, I think I mentioned this in your posts as well, but like, I think a lot of people are too attached to like these specific calorie ranges. Like you'll hear people say like, no one should have to, no one should ever really eat less than 2000 calories, for example. And there are a lot of variables there before we can just like take that as gospel, right? Like, of course, like for you, um, your health metrics. Where, what is your thyroid function like right now? Also, the fact that you weigh eighty-eight pounds is completely different than like a hundred-fifty-pound woman. You have a much smaller body, both uh, just to exist. You are going to just burn fewer calories, right? So again, like I think that those that is like something that a lot of times. I understand. I appreciate like the idea, like everyone eating as much food as possible, really fueling themselves. Of course, we're all about that. But I think like sometimes it's gotten misconstrued to where like coaches are just putting their clients in this position where it's like, we're building calories up. We're gaining fat. We're building calories up and getting fat without being in a position to like, Hey, if this is truly like, Ray, you're only eating a thousand calories or 1200 calories and you're getting fat. Um, Without being in a position to like, okay, let's look deeper here and look at what else could be going on that's creating this issue. Like there's something under the hood that we need to look at to kind of fix this. But I digress. I'm sorry. I kind of um, took that over. So from there, uh, I had wrapped up the reverse diet and then you entered a fat loss space, correct? Before, because before we worked together, you would already been like in a fat loss space for a bit.
1: I technically started a fat loss phase a couple months before you and I started working together. Um, so conservative. And like I say conservative, it was so slow. Like my macros would change by 10 grams of carbs after a couple of weeks and I was not seeing any progress like on the scale, but also just like how I felt measurements, nothing was changing. But the coach I was working with just was, I think, scared to push things lower and be aggressive, even though I was saying, I'm feeling good. I also really want to get after this. Um, There's nothing worse than on paper or mentally being in a deficit, but not actually being a deficit. It's like torture Um, because you're just drawing out the process. And like we always say, you shouldn't be in a deficit for longer than you need to be. It should be a very short amount of time compared to all the other phases. And this was probably going to extend the deficit for like a year if I wanted to see
0: anything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I fully agree. That's like, most of the time when a client is in a situation like that, where it's like, hey, we're supposed to be in fat loss, but nothing is really moving. It's like, all right, we need to either get more aggressive. Oftentimes it is an adherence issue. And hey, we need to get this figured out or we're going back to maintenance, right? <laughs> but this is the least productive place to be. Um, but within that, yeah, that's just such a frustrating place, geez, where you are truly dialed in. Because for you, again, it wasn't an adherence issue. We're truly dialed in. But again, just things moving very, very slowly. And again, kind of in that place where it's like, I know for you, again, you were kind of concerned with like trust for you. I, at least at the start, it seemed like, and I know this is something we've talked through a lot, but it was almost like hard for you to trust your body to like do the things that you wanted it to, because it seemed like, at least from my perception, you really felt like both in that reverse and in the fat loss phase, again, things just like weren't moving how you expected them to. Is that pretty accurate?
1: Yeah. And I, you know, it's like I was have that story of like, oh, well, other people can do this, but I can't or like yeah. people can eat certain foods and I probably can't and not for any reason. It was just like those self-limiting beliefs that um, I was never going to get where I wanted to be. But I was like, but why? You know, it just didn't make sense to me. Like everybody's individual with what it can handle and what it needs to see, you know, a fat loss or gain muscle. That being said, the body is the body, like it's science and it works a certain way. So like, if you are in a calorie deficit, you should see something happen.
0: Right. And that's like something I always like to make sure is clear to clients as well, because so many people have that exact same belief. And I know we talked about this on our initial call also like, Hey, at the end of the day, it's science. The beauty of like us having invested so much and spent so much time coaching is we understand more than just like, well, if you're not losing, you you just need to cut calories more and like do more cardio. But like we understand how to interpret lab work, right? So if your body isn't responding how we'd expect it to, we can dig deeper. We can understand your lab work. If there's something there, like we don't understand, we have mentors, like these smartest people we know who we meet with every single week to further educate us and work through these things. So there's not like, there's no problem we can't solve as long as you're willing to do the work. And I think like just because it is truly a science, right? It's not like a the psychological side of it is kind of an art, but the physiological side of it, like the fat loss and muscle gain truly is a science, right? And that's, there's so much beauty to just like, like simplifying it to that, right? Where it's again, like there's not a problem we can't solve as long as you're willing to communicate and as long as you're willing to do the work. Um, kind of my initial take on you, just from a coaching perspective more than anything else was, um, I know you're somebody who's very detail oriented. And also I think like, for you, and I know we've talked about this as well, like the unknown, like not knowing exactly what our plan is or like why we're doing something is very stressful for you. Now, I think that sometimes people can almost be like so obsessive about all these things that it is actually detrimental and like being like so focused on like, um, oh my gosh, I did one rep less this week than last week. Did I like lose all my muscle or something of that sort? Like sometimes this can go too far. That's not you, but I know for you, like to get good buy-in from you very much, like I need to lay out very clearly. Hey, here's why we're doing everything that we're doing with your nutrition, with your training. Here's the path. Here's again, what I expect things to look like. And I always want to make sure it's not clear. It's, it's not set in stone, but I want to be very, very thorough with with you with that. And like, depending on the person, I know also for some people, like I really try to like, especially when I deliver the initial plan, like how much I give someone. It depends on the person because for some people, if I hit them with like as much detail as I did you, it's just like this is way too much. And I don't hear from <laughs> I, I don't start with this anymore, but I used to have like I just send a client their plans and like six days later, they're like, Hey, haven't heard from you. Everything good. And it's just like, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. So I think that's very much making sure we're meeting the client where they're at. But I also knew for you, um, you're someone who's very independent. Um, and I do think that from our discussions, it seemed like if you didn't fully trust what we were doing. Um, or if you thought there was a more effective path, you might kind of just take the wheel and like, okay, well, I'm going to do this. I I don't know if that's accurate for you or not, but that's kind of the sense that I I got in our initial conversation. So I also knew that like me uh, displaying strong leadership and also being firm with, I need you to trust me. Right, this is a collaboration. Like, I want your insights. I want to hear what's going well, what isn't, what you like, what you dislike. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna I'm going to establish a path for you, and I need you to trust. I've coached hundreds of people to where you want to be. I need you to trust that I can coach you better than you can coach yourself. Right. So again, it was kind of like, I think we needed both of those, but again, at the same time, like that collaboration, I think between us was also something that, because again, I know initially, I don't know if this is accurate, but it seemed like initially that you were still like, kind of hesitant to trust this uh, again, just based on where you've been before and your own struggles. Um, and I really also felt that because there were still a lot of things within like your food selection, within your training that we collaborated on and still are collaborating on. And I take your feedback. I want that. And if it makes sense to adjust it, we do. There's also some instances where it's like, Hey, I understand that. I appreciate that. Here's why I want to keep this in place Uh, based on this. Like, this is what I think is the best path. Can we do that? Um, my last couple of things for you, I would say is again, I think that part of my initial take on your calorie deficit was again i think like just too much focus on these like general ranges like no one should eat less than blank calories everybody should eat this right and again like well we can't speak in generalities to someone who is like not i don't like you're you're very petite right you're four foot eleven again we ended this balance is at 87 pounds right so when we're speaking in generalities you're not like in that quote unquote, general range for your body size. thus your metabolic rate will just be lower. So my initial take was we probably just need to be a little bit more aggressive with that. Um, But also, especially like knowing a little bit more about your health history, we definitely need to get blood work done and dig a little bit deeper into uh, thyroid specifically, but I also wanted to look at sex hormones. Um, And I thought we were going to cover quite a bit there that we could improve it, which we did. Um, So those were a couple of my initial things on you. What were what would you say were your biggest hesitations or concerns like before starting coaching? Uh
1: I like you said I just had lost trust in um a coach looking out for like my goals and what would work for my body. I still believed in um the value of a coach and having the accountability piece and following a plan. I knew I couldn't do it on my own, but to not know if the plan would work for me or like why they were doing it, I just felt very uncertain. So like you said the unknown is really scary for me. Um I learned to question. I would ask you why are you doing it a certain way? Or what should I be looking for in order to see progress? I wanted to know like what I can look out for as well. Cause I wanted to be as much a part of my journey and not right. just be like, I'm just a robot following a plan. Um I also uh yes, I do, I would go rogue and pass plans, you know, like I would get a training plan and be like, just doesn't look like enough. And so at the gym, I would yeah. like add extra sets or add another exercise, just be like, I just want to get more out of it. Um, and so I had to like let go of that. Be like, I can't go into this saying, Jeremiah is giving me this plan and it's not going to work if I haven't even tried it. And you even said that with the meal plan, you were like, give it a week. I mean, I gave it like a few days. And when things just like my digestion was off with certain things, like then we could collaborate right away. And so I appreciated you being so attentive, but I was also like, I can't say it's not working if I haven't actually given it a hundred percent. So once I give it a hundred percent, at least a week, let's say a month, Then if something isn't working, we're not seeing progress, not feeling good, then we can make adjustments, but you can't make adjustments from a place that, um, you can't, you haven't tracked any of the data.
0: Absolutely. Or even like, if I didn't know you were going rogue and I was trying to adjust things, which is a, can be a common scenario. Like that's something we talk about. Uh, Natalie and I were just talking about that the other day on the podcast we recorded, but there are times where, um, I fully understand like people having trouble, like, change is hard change is scary doing new different things is uncomfortable right that's okay to struggle with that it's super normal um but sometimes and again like i think it's wise like that's why like i hit on like the collaboration part of that being so important like your coach should be able to explain why we're doing everything that we're doing that is important um but it's also easy to hire someone because you want a different result but hold on so tightly to like I don't want to change. Oh my gosh. Like this is different than what I did before. I don't want to do that. And like, kind of like still kind of hold on to the things you were doing prior. And again, like if we do that, we're just not going to get a different result. So I think that's more so than anything else. I think for most people, it's just like being aware of that, but also again, like as coaches, it's important that we know when to be firm and again, be leaders, which oftentimes means challenging our clients. But at the same time, I don't ever want it to be feel like it's a dictatorship, right? And I think that that's the, where the collaboration aspect comes in. Like if we can make our clients feel safe to like communicate these things, share their concerns, share how they're feeling, we actually take the time to talk through that, um, then that's how we get trust. And then again, we can get a much better result.
1: And I think like I learned to advocate for myself, you know, say what I really wanted, but also it showed in other areas like you would look over my blood work and my labs but you know, you would say also you're not a medical professional and so i'd also ask my doctor why is my medication set a certain way? Like I wouldn't understand like why it was so low. And they're like, well, these are your levels. And I was like, yeah, but if I can get them better, why aren't we getting them better? And so it's like question things and understand the reasons why, you know, take the professional advice and medical advice from the people that know more, but also make sure that you understand, like, is that working for me and push back if you want to push back. Like I tell clients question things all the time, um, and be, be open to be, Proven wrong, uh, but like you said, like I wanted a different result, so I had to do something I hadn't done before, um, yeah. which is going to be outside of my comfort zone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead and dig into what we did, and I think that's actually a good jumping off point. Now I want to make sure it's very clear: I did not adjust Reyes any of Reyes' medications, nor did I adjust, nor did I recommend her to. What we did see is again um basically we got you started um on our nutrition protocols and what i wanted to see is again you had mentioned kind of like there had been like these instances where it didn't seem like you were very responsive to like what should have been like you gained fat easier than we expect it was harder for you to lose fat than we expect now i wanted to take some time to like knowing you i was very skeptical that would be an adherence issue but i wanted to confirm that first and foremost i want to look at the lifestyle factors your food selection and things of that nature um and with the initial like plan that i put together for you nutritionally we did lay out a meal plan right because i wanted to make sure that again you are an already lean person trying to get leaner um and this is why for most clients like i like a meal plan or at least like some type of structure in a fat loss phase because again like if your body isn't as responsive as we'd expect such an important part of like subordinate thyroid function um is going to be your micronutrient intake which if we don't have like a structure in place to make sure we're taking those boxes then um, oftentimes we're missing that and we'll see those systems down regularly. So yeah. I wanted to first see how we did with a bit of time on that. Um, and then after the first couple of weeks we did see, yeah, you are, we were losing, but you're moving a lot. We're not eating a ton. Now you are a small person, but still I'd expect you to be able to eat more, especially with how much you're moving, and still lose at a pretty considerable clip. So from there we laid out, okay, so we should like look at these markers, um, and I don't want to get too deep into like your medical history or anything of the sort, because I also think that's like I don't <clears throat> I don't want anyone to like take this and apply it to yeah. themselves. I want to make sure that's very clear again. Um, but basically I just laid out like, hey, we should look at these markers, these markers, and these markers. And then what we saw specifically is uh with your thyroid, um, which you've been on thyroid medication. Are you okay with me sharing that? I can clip that yeah, out if not. Definitely. Okay, you you've been on thyroid medication. But basically what we saw is um your, uh, your TSH was fine, but your, uh, T4 and specifically your T3, which is the metabolic active form of thyroid were low, right. Which is going to be, have a big impact here. So within that, it was basically, it wasn't like Rhea adjust this. It was like, Hey, now that we've identified this, which was something that hadn't been identified before, a lot of times it will be just like, we look at TSH. Um, and that's, or like, if you just get like your thyroid looked at it, will they'll just look at TSH and nothing deeper. Um, where again, like there's so much more downstream that can impact that. And like, like T3, T4 will have a much bigger impact on your actual metabolic rate. So then it's, Hey, just take this, go show it to your doctor, see what they think. See if there's like, see what their thoughts are as far as addressing this. And then like, let me know what they have to say again. Like this is never me like pushing you in one direction or the other. I just want to educate you, like help you understand this. And then like, let's see what they have to say, right? Because ultimately, like, of course, I'm not going to adjust these things. I just want to like help you understand. But basically from there, then we were able to come to a place where your doctor was able to like, okay, well, let's do get these things in a better range. And of course that does help a lot with your metabolic rate. Now, by no means is that like, oh shit, now I can eat 2000 calories and burn, but it's like, okay, suddenly we are again for you being such a petite person, you're not going to be able to eat like a crazy amount of food. Um, But still, it was much more like, okay, now your body is with this in place. Again, things are, your metabolic rate is going to be quicker, right? And we are probably going to be able to, long-term, this would explain part of why, like, you weren't responding. Now, that's, like, a very easy, like, thing to look into, but it was just, again, like, us just, like, I mean, it was basically just us getting it done and, like, knowing that we needed to look there versus, like, maybe we need to reverse diet again. And there's a lot of other factors that tie into this, but I think that's an important, like, again, like... Your coach shouldn't be ever adjusting your medication, but a lot of times there will be these things that are overlooked or like, I don't feel the best. My body's not responding how it should. And that's a big part of why like with clients, sometimes we do get laps. So we can look at these things, look at where your sex hormones are, like your menstrual cycle symptoms are terrible, or again, like you're, we're just not responding like we'd expect despite all these things being in point. And this is part of making sure that you have the healthiest, most responsive body. So that was a big part of our process. Um, we also really focus for you on improving the nutrient timing. Um, because we didn't just want to see you lose body fat. We also wanted to improve your body composition and build muscle. Um, and you were training fasted before, correct?
1: I mean, I would have like a handful of cereal on the way out the door at 5am. <laughs>
0: okay, So we had a handful of cereal. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, for you, this was again like a collaboration. Like I know this is something we went back and forth on. And honestly, um, most of the ladies we work with start training fasted. And it's almost always something that the first, like, typically before people have actually tried it for a couple of sessions are like, Oh no, I can't, I don't want to. And then after that, it's normally like, okay, I feel a lot better. I'm, I'm good with continuing this, but for you still, it was like, okay, we know for you, you just don't have much appetite in the mornings. You have to train very early. So how can we make this as convenient as possible for you? So it's still like, just like rice, a couple of rice cakes, some honey and some essential amino acids, which are going to digest very quickly, but that'll give you those carbs. That'll give you the essential amino acids we need to spike muscle protein synthesis. And you'll be in a much better place to build, um, from there, let's see. Uh, we also implemented some calorie cycling with you. So initially I really like this approach best specifically for women. Um, calorie cycling is an interesting thing because like in the research, it doesn't. And this is why a lot of people like kind of poo poo it, but cause in the research, there's not like a lot of evidence that calorie cycling is going to be superior for fat loss. There's, or at all, but anecdotally I see it works so much better. Um, And I think part of it is because women specifically, like your whole system is going to be so much more sensitive to the effects of stress, right? And like our body is going to generate more um, as a response to stress, right? Whereas like specifically towards the end of your phase, what we did with the like back-to-back refeed days where we're at maintenance and we're bringing carbs up a lot. Um, But as a whole, like the cyclical approach. Uh those those, especially like that's why it was like, hey, we have to have the refeeds back to back. I want that to be like 48 hours we're really focusing on just mitigating as much stress on your body as possible. We did see a really good response with that. I consistently see, especially with the women I work with, like I'm seeing more and more, like I'm using like an approach like this more and more. And I just consistently see better and better results um with this versus just like a straight deficit or even like a training day, rest day approach. But we we'll, we can get a little bit more into that in just a moment. Um, alongside that. Let's see with your training we had you doing a four day a week upper lower split really our focus for you was first we're gonna figure out what movements fit best for you right the first couple of weeks we were very collaborative just like i was saying in that video i sent you yesterday like with you being four foot 11 a lot of the machines just don't fish you right like
1: it's really frustrating actually
0: <laughs> and i know like natalie's i think natalie's five four and she said that a lot but i think for you it's a lot more exaggerated and that's like that for me is something that i sometimes forget because i'm 6'3 i don't ever like have a machine fit me or not fit me um unless it's like going to be too small but that's uh it's an interesting challenge for sure but that was a big part of like the first couple of weeks were very collaborative as far as like how does this movement feel for you um does this machine actually fit you what's the stimulus you, what's the stimulus like and then from there was, okay, we're going to focus on really nailing down the movements that fit you best and then focus on progressing these. And a huge focus of ours was really just bringing up your training intensity. Do you want to speak for that a little bit? Like, what do you feel like you learned in that side of things? Because I feel like that's been one of the biggest improvements we've seen with you.
1: Uh, I mean, I was used to doing like four sets of like eight to 12 with exercises. And, um, honestly, like I would kind of on the towel the first two sets. So I'd be like, I have four here. Like I want to save energy or, or whatever, like the rationale I talked myself into. But knowing like if you gave me two or three sets of something, I was like, initially like, oh, that's it. Like it's such a low volume. But then I was like, well, then I'm going to spend every set giving it as much as I can. And when I'm on a rep being like, do you have one more? Do you have one more? Because like, take advantage of the time you have to train and like that exercise get the most out of it and i i'm still learning what like one rep in the tank feels like or two reps in the tank feels like and you have to really dial in like your mentality during training um and to be so present and i think that it was really fun to get after and then i i, I couldn't see as much progress towards the end there I just had less resources coming in but still went into each training session saying what can i do to give 100% today
0: yeah, absolutely. And that's such a good mindset first and foremost. Um, Cause I also think it's easy to like, you were getting very lean towards the end of this. And as we, you said, just not as much energy, which is normal when you're getting ready for something like a photo shoot. Um, but going into it with not the mindset of like, I'm a failure if I don't progress, but rather all I have to do is give it hundred percent of what I have to give today. And that might be different from what it was yesterday. And that's okay. I think that's so important. Um, but yeah, as you spoke to as well with the volume, and I know I talked about this quite a bit lately as well, but consistently just see like so many people. So many people people come from a background of like, I'm gonna do something like eight, seven, eight movements per training session, four sets, four four to five sets for every single movement. And there's just like, as you said, for a lot of clients, if you give someone just four sets for myself, if I have four sets, it's so much harder for like those first couple of sets to really just push that extremely hard. Where on one end, What I see is like, if we just give someone like a lot of your movements, we had just two sets and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, Hey, we have less chances to get this right. So we got to make the most out of it. But really I consistently see people with just two sets get so much better results when we really focus on intensity. Because I think it's also just easy, more manageable, easy, easy, more easily, easily manageable, manageable. Jeez. I don't know what just happened there. Um, Mm -hmm. two. Really push hard if you know it's just two sets but also again there's kind of like that i have to right because i only have two sets but on the flip side so we get a better stimulus typically what i see even versus like people doing four sets if we really are maximizing that intensity and then alongside that i still think like that like uh two sets done to like maybe we have zero to one reps in the tank is going to be more stimulative or about the same stimulus at very least but it's going to be a lot less overall fatigue to recover from versus like four sets with like let's say one to maybe two reps in the tank right so i think especially as we get deeper into fat loss phase like more and more of clients like i'll keep the intensity high but i'll titrate down the volume a bit um because it's easier to recover from and continue progressing or at very least recovering and feeling better versus us taking a higher volume approach um as far as your car- go ahead
1: i was also going to say like we were very clear and like you you wanted to look out for this of preserving as much like muscle tissue and strength as possible. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to able to see progression each week as far as like pushing weight or reps, but I wanted to maintain like muscle density because at the end of the day, I wanted to still have that shape and able to reverse out of it still with some strength and then see progress from there. So, uh, we weren't going to like just fill up with junk volume, uh, like muscular endurance, because then you're really not getting anything out of it. Um, which mentally I also had to remind myself, I would go into a training session being like, I am like in my deficit now, like I am at the end here, I have like less energy, but that, that's not an excuse then to just be like, I'll just kind of go light today because I'm just like, I'm, you know, low calorie right now. It's like, well, but push it, like, what's the reason to not push it? You know, like, yeah, sure. it might not be what your are hundred percent looked like yesterday, but um, no excuses
0: yeah and i also think that's why like a lot of times a building phase can actually be harder for people than a fat loss phase because maintaining muscle is easier than uh building it where we have to like kind of that intensity because honestly i think like in a building phase there's probably almost as many times where it's like i didn't sleep as good last night or whatever like i just don't feel like pushing it as hard and it i think like from a mental perspective there it does almost take more but again that's kind of a completely different topic but yeah that's that is such an important point and very like everything we did with your training wasn't just like here's eight weeks of programming, and then like well, it's every week we're looking at where's your biofeedback, how are you feeling in your training, how are you progressing, and adjusting both your nutrition and your training around that. Um, on the cardio side of things, we had you doing fasted cardio twice a week, and also implemented some yohimbine and caffeine. Um, yohimbine is something that works works well in a fasted state if there's insulin present, like for a fat burner. Um, if there's insulin present, it doesn't work or work nearly as well. So, but that said, that like combination of caffeine, yo him and uh fasted cardio, I do really like for fat loss for someone like you who we like want every edge we can get and you're willing to dial it in a little bit further there. Um that said, it's not necessarily for everyone. Um bean like makes me hella anxious. But again, like in, in your case, it was a useful addition. Um and for women specifically, I, the actual mechanisms of yohimbine are, what is it? I forget if it's beta receptors or alpha receptors. Um, I think it's your alpha receptors. Brandon DeCruz could have cracked me on that one, but women specifically are going to have more of these. And um, basically yohimbine acts on that. So for women specifically, it's typically going to be more helpful for the fat loss benefits kind of as an additional fat burner. Um, and then finally, again, like we were very focused for you on not just like with what we talked about before with your labs, but also like with what we're doing through nutrition and supplementation. Like uh, from the start, like I was very thorough, like walking you through like, I, okay, I plugged your diet in a chronometer, all your supplementation, all your foods, your meal plan. We're going to make sure we're really nailing your micronutrients on every level so that we're supporting, again, your sex hormones or thyroid, things of that nature. So it's kind of like a high level overview of the approach we took. Um, anything else that stands out to you that you feel like were the biggest differences between what we did here versus what she'd done previously?
1: Uh, I think just like we had to break away from generalities. And it's not so much about like you should only eat this many calories. you can't go under that. but it's also like, look at the person, look at their like size and biofeedback check-in with them. Like that's the point of the weekly check-ins is to say, like, are you still doing okay and like really right. be honest? Um, but also, like, yes, going below a certain amount of calories is maybe not the most like healthy way to do it, but you're not, I'm not going to live there. And that's what I was always clear about. It's like, this is a short amount of time to see the Mm -hmm. results that I want, and then we'll move out of it. And that's like why you have a coach structuring this and looking at all the data. Um, because you shouldn't be, yes, living at a thousand calories a day. Um, and, but maybe 2000 calories isn't where your maintenance is at. Maintenance is a range and everyone's going to be different and having. just like that customized approach and really like hands-on approach is key.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great, a very important point you made though as well about the calorie intake. I know that was, again, like sharing your post was interesting because like it was the one, I got a lot of engagement on it. And it was also like one where I like had a lot more people who were like, oh my gosh, if you did that or I could never do that, right? So we talked about the calorie cycling, right? Um, and I think that at the end of that, we were at like, what was it? Uh, I think three days a week we were at 1025. Two days a week we were at 1225, and one day a week we were at or excuse me, two days a week we were at was it 1525?
1: I think it was up, yeah, 15 or a little bit more.
0: Okay, okay. So basically we're using a cyclical approach, right? So we have those low days where we're digging a little bit harder. We have those moderate days to make sure we're still well fueled on training, and then the refeed days, which I talked about again, are gonna really help with the stress mitigation. Um, but really what I found is I think like the average there was, it came out to like around 1200, I think it was like 1205 calories per day. On average, we like add all those up, divide them by seven. Um, but within that, again, I consistently see better results. With like a cyclical approach like that versus if you would have just been eating 1200 calories every day, right? Especially those days of maintenance, probably help stimulate thyroid again, really help with the stress reduction side of things. Um, and it's, it's so interesting how that works because again, in theory, you would think, okay, just seven days of the same intake, we should get the same result. And again, this isn't something that I can like point you to any paper, like, uh, like a journal, a scientific journal and proof, but it's just what we all see consistently in anecdote. Um, so from there, I know there were some people that were like, oh my gosh, she was at 1200 calories. I can't believe that. And again, I was like, first again, she's 88 pounds. So that does make a difference. Secondly, understand that this was just, this was at the very end of the diet. And also this was only 15 weeks. Now what we've done is we've planned out the next year. Of you being in a surplus or at maintenance, reverse dieting at maintenance, like making lean gains. I don't know if a surplus necessarily, but again, at very least building at maintenance where you're going to, want to be eating significantly more calories than this. So I also think, like, with this, it's so important to understand absolutely, like these periods where you're eating very little food should be as little of your year as possible, right? But again, for you, it's going to be 15 weeks and it's going to be, again, a good year plus before we're pushing like this again. And during that time, like, I'm confident we'll probably be able to get you up to at least like 1,700, 1,800 calories on a very consistent basis, um, focusing on building muscle, focusing on fueling you extremely well. And that was something that's interesting is like um, still, which is why I like so much typically prefer to talk about like eating more and building muscle versus the fat loss side of things, because so many people see that there were several people who commented that and thought that it's like, okay, permanently, forever, Rea's intake is basically like 1,200 calories per day. It's like, no, absolutely not. Right. Like we can maintain, that's what it took for you to lose like a pound a week. Um, You were losing at a very quick rate. Um, But we can, again, eat a lot more than that in order to maintain. And I think that's such an important p- thing for people to understand as again, this is a short snippet of like, when we look back like 52 weeks from now, it will be such a tiny chunk of our work together that you've actually been eating in a deficit and so much more in a surplus focused on building. Anything to add to that before we move on?
1: I mean, we also had people getting like engagement on the post of they were saying like, oh, I can never eat that low. Like I just end up being so hungry. And if you're in a deficit, you will be hungry. Like that's just part of being in a deficit. And so it's having that expectation. But also I manage my hunger really well with volume foods and like micro like micronutrient dense foods, like a lot of berries and lettuce and things that would like fill me up. And so there's ways to be strategic about it. So you aren't like suffering. You shouldn't be white knuckling it. Like there's going to be periods of discomfort with hunger, but just like in a building phase, periods of discomfort with some extra fluff, like accept what you can get from it, um, have the right expectation, but don't complain when you're hungry because you want to be in a deficit.
0: But also I think people see that number, like they see the lowest number. So me saying like 1025, three days a week, and they think, eating a thousand calories every day. There are, those are your rest days where we were digging a little bit harder. We didn't need as much fuel for training. That was just three days a week. Right. That's what, and then we fail to look at, like, there's these couple days where we're eating a lot more food. And then a couple other days where we're still eating more food. Right. Um, and that's part of that cyclical approach as well, where it like really allows people to dig because it's, it's just a day. And then we have more food again. Right. And then we have a couple days where we have more food, but I'll also say again, like for, we were to use like a cycle like that for a more standard, like, let's say, because again, like your metabolism will be based on your body size to an extent, like a 120 to 140 pound woman, I would say like a more standard cycle might be something like, okay, maybe our low days are like 1300 to 1400, our moderate days are like 1600 and our high days are like 1600 to 1700 and our high days are something like 2000 to 2100, for example, right? That could be like a more standard, like for a like maybe a taller person or someone who has more body weight so again like we also have to apply that to like just because if like you want results like raya doesn't mean you have to eat the exact same macro and taste she did right as she said it's very individual um so do you kind of the last few weeks before the shoot um i don't think we really mentioned this but raya basically you, you were prepping for a photo shoot do you want to chat about that anymore or do you want me to kind of get into what we did
1: Yeah, I um, hadn't thought about doing that initially, but like over the course of being in the deficit, I was like, it actually does sound nice to have something like an end goal. Um, And you had said like, you should do a photo shoot. And I didn't really know how I felt about that. I'm usually not in front of a camera. (laughs) Um, So I had to think about that for a little bit, but having like that end goal and also like a, a wrap up, Thing to look forward to as like, this is the end of the deficit. I needed that stopping point um, yeah. mentally for me to get to. Um, I did a boudoir shoot, which is different than like, maybe some people might do like a typical like fitness shoot or just a lifestyle shoot. But I wanted to kind of be in touch with my body, um, all the work that I had done, uh, kind of embrace that femininity, um, and just feel like empowered as a female. I honestly think like any female should really do it. Uh, it was a super fun experience and a really nice way to like cap the deficit.
0: Yeah. And I think just having that in date is such an important thing. Uh, It's not, I'm not, by no means going to push everyone to do a photo shoot, but the, like having that photo shoot book does just kind of make it so more real where yeah. it's like okay no matter what by this date i'm gonna be on camera so um there's a lot more uh, there's a lot more kind of incentive to push and be very dialed in leading up to that but we really approached it how we would approach any other photo shoot where um what we did for you again how i almost always like to approach fat loss is and I learned this from like a lot of my work with brandon de cruz this is something he kind of like kind of initially put me on is at the start we're more aggressive we're less likely to, um, lose muscle tissue because we have more body fat, so we can push a little bit harder. And then as time goes on, we kind of slow that rate of loss down by adding in more food. And again, in your case, it was like, again, initially we started with those high low days and then, okay, now we're going to slow the rate of loss down a little bit further and have these refeed days. And then from there, um, typically what I like to do going into photo shoots is get a good idea of, because for a photo shoot, basically for some people it's like, Hey, we just need to keep pushing fat loss and keep getting leaner right into the shoot. But for someone like you, where it was like, Hey, we actually need to slow this down a little bit and add a little bit of food because I'm worried if we keep losing at this rate, you're going to like start losing muscle because we were getting to the point where it's like, we're losing quicker than 1% of body weight. I want to slow this down a bit. Um, we it in those refeeds. And then from there, okay, what I wanted you to do is take pictures for me, physique shots, uh, those flex physique shots one day after your refeeds, two days after your refeeds. And let's just see when your physique looks better. Right. Because basically the thing going into a shoot what we're looking for is, um, those carb up days will basically help someone replenish their muscle collection stores. So muscles will look more full and really pop more in the shoot. Right. And then it'll vary by person, whether like it's like one day after or two days after that, they will look the best. So that's what we use those pictures for. And then again, we also just use that to kind of, uh, slow down your rate of loss. Um, how did you feel about the end result that you got?
1: I. I mean, I have never seen my body look like that. And knowing that like I did the work to get there was really fun um, and empowering for me to feel. But I never knew that I could like see muscle definition. I thought that like I would only see a skinnier version of myself. And so to see like like shape was really awesome and to feel good doing it too. Um, but I mean, the refeeds were hard for me. <laughs> I think some people like- That was are like, like
0: the hardest oh. part.
1: Yeah, some people are like, oh, thank God my coach is giving me a refeed. And I was like- can we not like, I did not look forward to them. I also had maybe it wasn't the best strategy I had ended up. They fell around times I was traveling, right. which was just a challenge on its own. Um, so of course that could have done things a little bit differently, but I think it was also a really good push for me to be like, here's how to add in food and find the foods that work well for you. And that are going to give you like that most like filled out pumped look. Um, and that's why we had like three different refeeds implemented Mm -hmm. throughout October. Um, And it helped me like each time I felt like I approached it better mentally and uh, physically.
0: And part of that too, was I kind of wanted you to get uncomfortable and get used to embracing that because it sounds funny. Like in that context, like I didn't want more food, but this is so common. Like uh, so many women that I've like had consults with about coaching and that want to build muscle, but I've just been like chronically dieting, don't end up popping on board because still the idea of like not continuing to diet and eating more food is such a scary thing. And really like some of that is like, and again, like, I know I talked you through it, but still like, Hey, we're going to do this. Like, we got to just rip the bayonet off and like be okay with eating more food for a period of time. Even if it does seem like kind of intimidating, because sometimes that's like the only way for us to kind of work through that and get used to it, Which. You did a great job of it and I'm really happy with how our reverse is going. And again, I'm so proud of everything you accomplished, the changes we saw. And I'm I'm so excited for you because you mentioned like seeing more muscle than you ever thought you would have. Right. But we're just getting started, right? Like we've been in a deficit, but now like your training has improved so much. Um, you're so dialed in with everything that you do. I'm so excited to see the gains that you make in the next year. Um do you want to kind of give a high level overview of what you want to accomplish and like what we've laid out going forward, just so like from a physique perspective for this next year?
1: Uh, I mean, I definitely would like to find maintenance since I kind of skipped over that last year. Um, So finding what that looks like for me and like being able to sit there for a little bit, but then work on building muscle and strength. I um, haven't also then done like a lean build phase, Um, you know, not just put on weight. And so to, see how I can push myself in my training more, um, ask more for myself and uh, see how I can push up food too. Cause I also want to feel like I can eat in abundance um, and not just be put on weight. And, and I love food. I've always loved food and I don't want to feel like I have to live in a diet mindset as much. Um, But would really like to see like i mean honestly like if you think of like a bikini competitor and that x frame look i love that look mm-hmm. um my sister is a competitor i'm in the world a lot i do not want to step on stage but i love the look and how you still have muscle shape and curves and definition and that femininity aspect um so i'm just ready to kind of build out both shoulders glutes hamstrings uh, i really dial those in right now i did legs this morning and i feel that
0: <laughs> i would love to hear it yeah we are going to get jacked and i'm so excited for this as well again in this phase where again really like continue with like that lower volume approach really focusing on for you the movements that we found so far that seem to fit the best but also and work the best for you but also again we changed some things based on like what we learned in the last phase and really especially with your lower body training it's all about like how can we put you in just a very stable position where you can just load that tissue up and push extremely hard without like your core for example being the limiting factor so i'm really excited for this next year um, and again, I know you're going to make some incredible gains to kind of wrap things up for other women stuck where you, you were, when you, when we started working together, kind of feeling like maybe their body just isn't responding, like expected, what would your advice be? Like, what would you tell that person?
1: Uh, work with a coach, <laughs> uh, but work with a coach who's going to look at you as like a person and not just like the data and the numbers. Um, someone that's really going to look at like all the variables Uh, and see like what might be hindering progress outside of just training and nutrition because we are complicated people. There is so much that goes into it. Um, Ask questions, feel confident in questioning the plan so you understand the reasons why behind it. Um, Advocate for yourself. Be okay saying the exact clear physique goals that you have as well as other goals that you have within your health. Um, Have the right expectations when you go into, like if you know what your goal is, know the work that it's going to take to get there and then say, okay, am I just interested in that or am I going to be committed? Because then you'll actually get more out of it and you have control over that. So do you want to put in the work, the hard work either to build muscle or lose fat or do both over time? Do you want to actually put in the work that's going to be required to get there? Because the coach can give you the roadmap, but you're the one executing it. So uh, either be all in or uh, figure out if you have different goals than what you think you do.
0: And I think that's such a good note to kind of finish this on. I love the plug for coaching there also. And again, if you want to work with our team, uh, Reyes, who you'll have the initial call with, uh, she's, again, like someone who de- can definitely listen. Um, we'll probably have a wait list by the time this goes out, but um doesn't hurt to reach out. Um, we'll link that up in the show notes. And I'll also link Reyes profile up in the show notes. But I think that's a great way to finish this up. Again, like we've kind of highlighted everything you've accomplished here. And I think it almost makes it sound like he worked with us and it was like, it made it easy. Right. But let me ask you this, Raya, how many times in that 15 weeks did you miss your macros? Zero. Uh, yeah, there was, there wasn't a time you missed your macros. How many cardio sessions did you miss? None. How many train sessions did you miss?
1: None.
0: Okay. So I think that's an incredible note to end it on because again, it's also easy to like, If you are working with a coach currently, it might be like, shit, this isn't working how I want it to. I'm going to hop over here, right? This kind of sounds like the grass is greener over here. And that's, I think, something that's so important is that's the most important part of all this. You did not miss on your nutrition, your training, your cardio. Now, do we expect that out of every single person? No. Do we expect that? Like, we'll again, we want to meet you where you're at. We're human. We understand you're human as well. But if you were to say, I want the best possible results in the quickest time frame. I want results at the same rate that Rhea got them. Let's say that if you said I want the results at the same rate as Rhea got them, that would be an expectation for you, right? Because that's what it took for you to get there. So I think that's also such an important part to touch on when we're talking about anything like this. Um, Rhea, this was such a great chat. I'm, again, so proud of you. I, of course, like love having you as part of our team, but also I'm so glad that we've been able to work together in this capacity because I just love the way you operate, kind of your mindset, the way you approach everything is just Exactly what I want our team to embody. So um I am proud of you. It's been so fun working together so far. And I can't wait to see what we accomplish next. Um, any last thoughts before we close this up?
1: No, thanks for having me. And if anyone, yeah, just wants to talk about their goals or hear more about coaching, definitely uh hit me up. Happy to have a call.
0: Of course. Yeah, I know we'll again link up link up Reyes profile in the notes. And then also the coaching application again, will probably have a wait list. that point but if you want to get on the wait list it's first come first serve so better get on that sooner rather than later if you want to work with us and we will catch you guys next time